0: Hello, gotta make sure my hair goes good. Um, welcome. Good evening, everyone. And thank you so much for joining. I am your host, Simply Free, And this is Raw and Unfiltered Answers on the He Say What radio network. So if you are joining for the first time, I want to say welcome. Um, once a month, every third Saturday of each month, I will be hosting um, the Raw and Unfiltered Answers. This is a virtual discussion. That way you guys can, um, you know, communicate and really get to see what the show is all about, not just from an audio version, but from the visual as well, because a lot of people are visual. So. Um, this show, we're basically going to be um, asking my um, guests some questions, some of the questions that you may have heard on the radio show, uh, either the truth Some or he said what. So before we get into it, I, I just want to let you know, um, if you go to simplybreed.com and scroll underneath the video that you are watching this live at, you will actually be able to with us. So, you know, engage in the conversation. Feel free to answer some of the questions. Um, feel free to ask your own questions, and I will definitely address them with my guests. So, tonight, um, we do have uh, a gentleman with us by the name of Kellen Marcus, and we will go ahead and bring Kellen up in just a second. So, make sure you guys follow Kellen on Instagram. You may just want to look, look, look him up all over the internet because I'm sure you'll find him. If it's not his music, um, then you'll find his portfolio. So without further ado, um, we are going to go ahead and bring Kellen up. Uh, Kellen, if you are ready, are you ready? Are you ready? Hey,
1: what's
0: going on? Yeah, I'm trying so, to work this with As uh, gets situated, we're gonna take him down. As he is situated, um, like I said, if you guys want to join in on tonight's discussion, you are more than welcome to do so. Uh, the topics tonight are going to be embracing your success, um, being transparent, and then settling down. So we have some really good questions. Uh, go to simplybree.com where you will be able to ask your questions. Um, you will be able to give your feedback as well as engage with the guests and myself. So while we give Kellen some time to um, come up, what I want to do is actually let you guys know what other shows we have and the upcoming episodes. So um, the next show that we have is going to be on Monday, and that's going to be Simply Sports. So for all of my football lovers, all of my basketball lovers, this is the opportunity for you guys to come in, shine in, speak your peace, let us know what you guys think as far as the finals, the games, LeBron, LeBron James. But just just join us. You know, it's a very um, active show with our two hosts. I'm the co-host simply Libre, but our two hosts are RG as well as One Mike. So that's going to be on Monday, this upcoming Monday, starting at 8 p.m. And then on Tuesday, we have He Said What? And on that show, uh, we will have our guest, Ryu. Um, Ryu is actually going to be tackling um, the question in regards, well, it's not even a question. It's just the topic of, do you guys notice weight gain or weight loss with women? Now, that's not the main question. That's just one of the questions. Um, but we really want to know, do you guys notice changes in our bodies? Uh, if so, what do you think? How can you guys help? How can you help motivate us? And, um, you know, just keep us on track. Do you, do you love the weight gain? Do you not like the weight gain? Um, so that's going to be on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, um, we are going to have our two guests, uh, Keo. Uh, I think I'm, I'm, I'm pronouncing it correctly. And then uh, the other guest is going to be Janine Redman. Um, So tune in. That's going to say the truth, sir. Um, let's go ahead and get this already. So I'm going to bring up Mr. Kelly Marcus. Hello, sir. How are you?
1: Hey, I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? You're good? Yeah. Yeah, everything's okay. All
0: right. Let me... Hmm, for some reason you can hear me, I can't hear you.
1: Hold on, let's see. Oh
0: boy. I'm not sure why that is. Can you hear me now? Um
1: mm, all right, let me log out and log back.
0: Give me one second. Yeah, I'm not sure if what, what we're having technical difficulties, everybody. Um, please pardon the interruption. Um, so while we wait for him to come back, so yeah, like I stated, on Wednesday, we are going to have Keo and Janan Redmond. so please make sure you guys tune in for that. Um, let's I'll try again. Um... I got One second before I bring you up because I want to make sure
2: okay.
0: I think it, um. Sorry, everybody. Pardon the technical difficulties. Let's see. Let's do
2: that.
1: Can you hear me? And now I can't hear you. I have myself muted. All right, there we go.
2: <laughs> okay. Um, hopefully, this doesn't sound like I'm like under the sea because this did happen to me before. Um, but how are you doing this evening? What's going
1: on? I'm doing good. I've I really been pretty much sleep all day. I I work sometimes overnight, so okay. a lot of my time during the day when that happens is like sleep, sleep.
2: Mm, you said sleep, sleep, not sleep, sleep.
1: Forever.
2: Okay. Well, I know your time is limited this evening, so I'm going to go ahead and get into it. Um, as you see, I got, I got them. Try- i trying to promote for you, man. Like follow no, the markets on IG. So, um, the first topic that we will actually cover is embracing your success. First question for you is going to be: Why is it important to put forth? effort in your dreams now versus just planning for it in the future? Like, I just, I know what I want to do, but I'm not going to do anything to get to that point. I'm just going to make plans. Why is it best to put forth the effort right now?
1: Well, I think, you know, as a lot of people have, uh, you know, kind of instructed us over the years and stuff, like starting somewhere is, uh, is key you know, I mean, a lot of times, like, we try to, we try to start where our mind is really trying to see us where we'll finish, so to speak. Um, A lot of times, like, when we think about our success, we think about, you know, usually, like, the part of the success, once you've done, like, 70, 80, 90% of the work, and you're really looking at more so of the, um, the rewards from, it. but, like, starting now is, it's like an it's like an accomplishment within itself, you know what I mean? Like, and a lot of people don't give themselves the the credit or uh, the praise of just starting, mm-hmm. um, of just you know, just saying, "Hey, I want to do this, and I'm going to actually put my best first foot forward." Um, you know what I mean? And, and as far as just that, it's like because the more you work towards something, the more it's going to build, regardless of what it is. So I, I think that you know, it, it's key to really just, just start, you know, like it, it really is. Cause that's how I started. Like mm-hmm. literally just kind of jumping out there.
2: Mm, okay. Um. Let me, okay. Well, that's, that's really actually um uh, good advice. It's just, you know, going for it. There's no time like the present, right? And right. we don't know. When our, our time is up. So, um, with that being said, why do you feel a lot of people have to go through something first? Like, there's really something that just shakes them in order for them to realize, like, I need to, I need to just go for it and not doubt myself, not um, question whether this is for me or this is not for me. Why do they usually have to go through something first?
1: I think it's just like. From what I've observed, at least from myself personally, I think that that's just kind of us as a as a human nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, even when you just think of quote-unquote things that make us jump, you know, like when you run track, there's always a loud gun sound whenever, you know, somebody comes around the corner and kind of, you know, shocks you or, or scares you, startles you. Um you know that that usually is, there is a jumping or a flinching or a, you know that starting and that right there is the, I guess like in, in the road to success that is the um, key,
0: mm-hmm. is what
1: you what you do with that moment in that moment. The starting point is literally when you jump and you and you flinch because it's like that everything around you, you know, is kind of preparing you for something else. And that's why right. you have some people who literally, you know, if you scare someone enough times or if you make someone jump enough times, eventually it becomes like second nature to not. And you become more used to it. You come become more immune to it. I think that for us, you know, rude awakenings come, especially in this year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like twenty twenty. We had a lot of rude awakenings. We had a lot of of... Things that happened this year that caused us to basically say, OK, I really need to um to like just really get on my game. I really need to take uh, some pride in actually doing what I want to do and doing it efficiently and successfully. Um And I just think that a lot of times, you know, usually I can't necessarily say that it's not the formula because it it has happened to me a lot but i just believe that you know when things tragically happen or suddenly happen or uh you know unexpectedly happen it mm-hmm. causes it causes you to get into a different mind state of you know what i'm saying like i guess the pressure is on in a sense so i think that a lot of times when these things happen it just makes us mentally say okay i have to turn this into another gear i have to like, really, really, push myself, because, like you said, life is short. I never know what can happen or what may not be able to happen. You know what I'm saying, If my time is cut short, if you know someone we have there are some people who, when their loved ones die, they shut down, yeah, they literally just completely shut down. I can't do anything, I can't handle it. i you know, I can't even function. But at this, in that same instance, you have a lot of people who, when that happens, they use that as like their motivating factor. Like that's their, their gasoline that they needed just because they already have the fire, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, And I think that it's just a, a, it's just a thing in society that we have become accustomed to and that we've kind of come to accept and, and formulate that, hey, the the things that hurt us the most or that shock us the most are what makes us run the fastest, mm-hmm. and, and I I truly believe that I truly just believe that you know there are things that happen in our life that literally and utterly wake us up from this, you know, nonchalant and lethargic method of doing things and it makes you see like yo i need to be doing this a lot faster a lot more you know intentful so that way you know i can reach my goal or at least get as close to it in the event that i'm you know a part of this rude awakening whether it be passing or you know something tragic happened to where you you know you're just not able to function the way that you want to
2: right okay so a lot of the times um you hear okay well in order to get comfortable, you have to get uncomfortable. So, why do you feel that um, it is important to step outside of your comfort zone? Why is it is it is it important or is it not important?
1: For myself, person, like I said, I I try to speak not necessarily for myself, but just from personal, you know, experience. I, I think that you know when it comes to comfortability or uncomfortability it's a uh, a lot of times it's based on like trial and error a lot of times mm. it's based on you know fear or or just you know insecurity of being uncertain of what right. is going to happen um i think that it's it's important to i think that it's important to try to recognize if you even have a comfort or uncomfort zone because there are a lot of us who, you know, we're we're not even stepping outside of our comfort zone. We're like I said, we're just stepping. A lot of us have never taken that step before. So it's not even so much of discomfort, it's just it, it's more so really like um I'm just not used to it. We mm-hmm. gotta get into the to the unknown zone. There's an uncomfortable zone to me, and I feel like there's an unknown zone. And those are two different places, you know what I mean? Like uncomfortable when we go into places of, of uncomfortability, it's like you, you're doing something because you're not used to doing it. Mm -hmm. You know, it may be something that, you know, you might've tried before. You're not really the great, like public speaking or something like that. Right. But I believe that when you get into an unknown zone, which is more of like, because you're looking into the future or you're working towards something. A lot of times with us, we say that it's an uncomfort zone. It's like, no, nah, you just you've never been there before, so you just All don't. Right. You, you're just unsure of what it is that you're around. You stepped into a new realm of, uh, you know, of of a playing field. So I, I think that you know, recognizing what is mm-hmm. uncomfort and recognizing what is just inexperienced is one key. And I believe that when you are stepping outside of your comfort zone, which is something that you you know just typically not used to doing um you know you really just have to kind of clear the noise if you fail you fail if you Mm -hmm. you know i'm saying if you succeed you succeed like i used to i used to have a real i went from an unknown zone to an uncomfortable zone when i used to pray at church i would Mm -hmm. like the first time was you know it really wasn't even uncomfortable because i was more excited than anything you Mm -hmm. know and, and that'll lead to my next point because, you know, the first time it, it seemed amazing. It was like, because you know nothing about it. You're just doing what you, you know what I'm saying? What you've seen, what you have uh, experienced for yourself. I mm-hmm. think that when I got past that, that was when I got into the uncomfortable zone. And that was having to basically, and a lot of people have a, a hard time doing this, believing that they can deliver every single time that's mm. the that's the uncomfortable part of it because i've already done it once i you know so i know what it's like to do it but now you get in your head of well will the people like the prayer you know <laughs> right. will the will will i stutter will i forget what i'm going to say you know what i'm saying because now that uncomfortable stepping outside of your uncomfortable zone is really more like what's in your mind after you've pretty much already done something and now you're just you're trying to get the acceptance and the confirmation of other people outside of yourself.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And once you can say, okay, I'm not looking for that validation. I'm not looking for, you know, anybody else to give me anything other than myself, then that's when you can start being okay with the results that you give as long as you're giving your best, you know what I mean? So I, I think those are the difference. And I think that, you know, stepping outside of that, that zone is really just stepping outside of that, uh, um, what would you call it? Like, yeah, just that uncertain area of like, will I, will I be good enough for everyone else? And you, you know, that's, that's not, that's not going to be uh, productive towards your success. If you're worried about what everyone else is going to think about your, you know, process.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You definitely, I would agree with you. You definitely have to have confidence in, in prioritizing yourself first. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't believe in yourself, then, what everybody else thinks about you is not really
1: gonna matter right but or it, or it will matter too much you know that what i'm saying too. it it will yeah. matter way too much and I, and that's even with myself and my career like i you know what I mean like my uncomfort zone was really auditioning, it yeah. was really like getting out there and meeting people and networking and doing all that and it was really because like I said, I was more I was more afraid, like I said, of what other people were going to say about things that I hadn't even done yet. You know right. what I mean? Like I hadn't even, I haven't even really gotten my foot in the door and I'm already concerned about, <laughs> you, you know, you right. everything. You, right. You know what I'm saying? So, you in
2: films right, and stuff. Like...
1: Exactly. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I, you have to really give yourself a shot first before you allow someone else to give a shot for you.
2: he said i read it on fast forward and i'm in the future like for
1: real
2: i mean it's good and it's not good because it's good if you can see yourself foresee yourself in the future already in your career but it's not good if you're already being judgmental of yourself or wondering am i am i good enough will i be good enough even at that point right and i I think everybody goes through that in all honesty and regardless of what career choice they make what industry they're in You always want to deliver nothing but your best. Right. So we are all perfectionists at the end of the day. So with this whole COVID thing, the pandemic and, you know, a lot of places where you could typically go in and network with people go to these social gatherings are not as readily available because of social distancing. What are some ways that you would um, recommend someone to network while still practicing social distancing?
1: i mean just like what we're doing you know what i mean really just um virtual communication um and and that's a that's another thing like being able to utilize the resources that you that you have outside of you know what i'm saying a, a face-to-face interaction you know right. because a lot of times and we you said that th- i know at least for myself i used to think it would be weird like oh i got an audition and it's a it's over the, it's a Skype interview, you know what I'm saying? Or I have, you know, I have to reach someone, but they're way in Washington state, you know what I mean? And I think that with what is going on now, it's helping us adapt. It's helping us, you know, be able to, to be able to kind of like use our social skills without being able to, uh, well, I can't say that you can't give a false impression, but it's just, it's really just allowing us to be able to use something other than like I'm in your face and you have to pay attention to me. It's like you have to have some kind of poise. You got to like even when it comes to just commenting or DMing somebody of substance to your success, like you have to have a, a certain etiquette to how you type to how you speak (laughs) to how you you know communicate to what you say that is different from someone else in your engagement so i think that it's teaching us how to you know uh, relate to people and to uh, be able to adapt to a new way of communicating with people
2: right yeah this definitely, I feel, has brought everyone out of their norm from mm-hmm. kids to uh, elderly. You know, this is the new way of how we communicate. And if you have any type of business going on, you want to be able to virtually communicate with your customers because mm-hmm. this is the way that you are going to actually reach out to customers who are outside of your local area, especially right. if you have uh, a physical shop set up you know, you should have an online store. Cool. Um, you know, so one of, um, Tasha, my co-host from the True said Facebook group. That is another way to network with people, you know. Facebook is just as good as any other social site, um, so I, I definitely believe in just really exercising all of your resources and not staying in this bubble right. looking like this, you know. because like you could creating be, your
1: own, you know what I'm saying? Like, they got, they got a lot of Chats that are already out there, chat groups. Yeah. They have chat groups that you can create yourself. You know what I'm saying? They have different forums and different, you know, platforms where people just bring all their ideas to this one room and they talk about it. They bounce ideas off of each other. They connect and reconnect. You know what I'm saying? I think really is just where people have ad- adaptation. So we will find a way to, to get the job done. Um, I just believe that, you know what I'm saying? You have to really, you just got to make a little more effort. You know, it's not just as easy as, it's not just as easy as going online to see where everything is. It's more so of like being, being online and being a part of where everything is because it actually makes it a little bit easier. You know what I mean? You can be in 10, 15 conversations at one time you know what I mean? When you're using, you know, technology and social media and things like that. So it actually allows you to be able to reach more people at one time and, and with a more direct um intent. You know, without the filler. You know what I'm saying? Because right. like, you know, when you're in person, you you get a chance to kind of feel a person out, maybe have a drink, talk, yeah. you know, everybody's just kind of moseying around as best as they can. But like when you're online, you it's more of a like I, we got to get straight to the point. Like, what yeah. what are we talking about? Why are you messaging me? Why are you yeah. in my inbox? You know what I'm saying?
2: How can I help you?
1: Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that it just it for those who really, really recognize that, like, it really is a uh, a sense of um, straightforward direction. You know, in, in, intentful conversation. All
2: right. Well, I, I love that topic but I know that this topic is even better for you being transparent. Um, Being transparent is, is something that I've witnessed you be um, both online as well as off offline. And I think that it's a very beautiful thing and I'm always encouraging people to live in your truth. So first question is going to be, why do you think people fear being vulnerable? What do you think they fear opening up?
1: (laughs) That's so crazy. We, uh, we literally talked about this this morning uh, at work. It's so crazy the same because i I started asking people I, I keep hearing this word vulnerable. you know, I don't want to be vulnerable. I don't want to be you know, I guess taken advantage of. So for me, I always say, okay what what is vulnerability what is what does that look like and I, I would say for me. I think that a lot of people are afraid of vulnerability because, and I, I said for myself, because I believe they're afraid of who they will be perceived or who they think they are without that person, or, you know, if they give themselves completely to a person, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I think that it when you're trying to, when you're trying to move throughout life, There are always going to be people that make you do or make you kind of step outside of your norm, your quote unquote, your comfort zone or unknown zone. I think that, you know, we as a people have to say, all right, I I need, first of all, we got to be completely okay with ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think that, not saying that you can't be vulnerable if you're confident, if you're a, certain of yourself but i truly believe that you know that vulnerability just comes from not really honing into who you really are as a person mm-hmm. so you feel like okay well i'm only you only feel vulnerable in my opinion because you you may not even be giving your authentic self because i would right. ask a girl that she would be like you know what well, i don't you know i'm just afraid to be vulnerable to my partner and and you know i just don't feel like you know what if things change and I'm like well things are good if you're not giving 100% then that last 5% that you call vulnerable is always going to change the relationship of anything because yeah. you can't you, you know what I mean it's almost like you gotta it's like you halfway in halfway out if you if you're truly afraid of being vulnerable then I would say you genuinely may not be giving your authentic self Right. Because vulnerability is truly saying, hey, I'm me. And this is just what comes with it. Right. That's real vulnerability. Vulnerability is not, oh, this is who I'm giving you. But, you know, there's someone else or a little bit more that's, you know, off in the corner somewhere that I can give you a little bit more of that if you mm-hmm. prove yourself, so to speak. You know what I mean? And. They just say it's off in the corner somewhere. Yeah, but that's a, that's how a lot of us do. A lot of us will do that and will hide the part. Of, uh, will hide the most vulnerable the, part it, of us. Right. The most important part that I need from you is not the part that I need for you to withdraw from me or that I gotta work for the most. I'm not saying that I should not work for it, but th- you're making the job that much more harder. Right, you're, you're, and I understand we all go through things. We all have our experiences, but it's like, yo, that that word "vulnerable" is really just like you're, you're scared. Yeah. And what is in my thing is it's also contradicting if you're scared to be yourself, but you're saying that you want someone to <laughs> love you or want them. you for you yeah. or to be themselves. It's like, nah, that we need a hundred percent of everything or you have to be accepting that hey if you only give 85% of yourself 100% of 85% is still not 100%. Right. And and whatever you decide that you with it because again that vulnerable part of some people that might be the deal breaker. Yeah. That may, that may be the deal breaker, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people think that the vulnerable part is what is going to save or what is going to hold on like you know, keep the bond strong. It's like but you don't know that. So I I would suggest that, you know, as far as calling it vulnerability, I think that we should all just be completely, like you said, transparent and genuine. I have to give you all of me because if I don't, then that means whatever else I give you, I've changed now. So really, I don't like you. I don't like you for the 100% you. I like you for, I like the 95% you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when you add that mix, you can't be like, oh, well. You have to accept all of me. Well you. you didn't tell me that was all of you. So Right that was just
2: the tip that was the tip of the iceberg. Exactly. Absolutely. I in, in listening to you and um, talk about this and, and dissecting it where you say that part that's in the corner that's that's right here that part is what is you feel is going to make or break. And that's why a lot of people tend to keep it back there until they're comfortable enough and they feel like, okay, well, if I tell them this right here, they're not going to go anywhere because they like me for who I am and they've accepted me for who I am. I think, and just listening to you, that that part right there that's in the corner is what needs to be put out in the front street right. first.
1: It's like, you it's like feel having like, a favorite sauce. Like it's, it's like having a secret ingredient. Yeah. But you say like, I got I got the best ingredients for this food ever. But I'm not gonna give it to you until you eat this food first. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you that what I'm feeding you is lasagna. But yeah. then as you're eating, I'm letting you know, well, you know, I got something a little better back there. You know what I'm saying? If you if you can make it through this. Yeah. And a person's gonna be like, well, why are you just you know what I'm saying if this is supposed to be your establishment? Why would you not promote the best first? Why would you want me to have quote unquote second best to see if I even like that? To say, oh well, I got something better but again like i said you might have the perfect recipe for the perfect sauce for the perfect food but mm-hmm. if you only give me the food and you don't give me the sauce i might not like that sauce i might be allergic to it it might be like you got to let me know the whole procedure the whole protocol up front you know what i mean so
2: tasha so tasha says you'll never get all because people are always changing are you willing to accept me during the change and that's that's yeah that's if big- you,
1: if you are cha- if you are changing from a more complete authentic you changing adding something to something mm-hmm. it, it, for instance we're just going to keep talking about food adding another ingredient to a cake is totally different than saying i need to bake the cake a little bit longer right you know what I mean? Because if you're if you're going to give me all the ingredients, like if you're gonna make want me to bake this cake and you want it to taste the way the ingredients say it's going to taste, I need all the ingredients. I can't I can't go with some of it and then you be like, oh well, you know the recipe changed, so you know are you willing to accept? It? It's like, well, I didn't get the full one in the first place. So, right. what are we, you know what I'm saying? What are we really changing from? I think that once you give your true and authentic self. The, the change or the the uh, adaption to to different scenarios or different things that are happening in your life is still going to be so much more fulfilling because it's truly you I right. don't mind I don't mind if someone can't you know uh accept my evolution or a- accept my progression mm-hmm. if I'm being a hundred percent me but if you're yeah like if you're not all the way yourself there's no you know what i'm saying like you can't yeah. ask me to, you can't ask me to like something that you added to when i never got what the original The original was, right because
2: right. you may have liked the original better than you like the remake I,
1: it could have been just it could have been perfect but again people still with that vulnerable stuff a lot of times the vulnerable thing is is something that we don't want to give to other people or we don't want to accept from other people you know, mm. I, I'm I'm vulnerable to to falling in love and being committed. When, in all honesty, you're not ready to be in love and to be committed. You know what I'm saying? It sounds good, but yeah, you, you know, you're you're wanting from someone else something that you're not willing to give.
2: Yeah,
1: and you're afraid that okay, if I'm not willing to give this the same way that I want you to give it to me, that you may not be cool with that. Right. So, it, but yeah, it's. Yeah, change. Yeah, you can accept change. I can accept change.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, that,
1: that's cool. But I, I can only accept change from people who are truly changing them, not who they portrayed themselves to be.
2: Okay. So why do you think some people would prefer to be lied to than actually told the truth?
1: Mm. Um, I don't know many people like that. Uh, I'll just be honest. I, I think that I would say I know more people that may want to be omitted from knowing okay. than to be told the truth. I, I don't think I would hope that no one would want to be lied to, you know mm. what I'm saying? Because, again, the things and the energy that you put out or that you are OK with, you know, what I mean, that that translates in all parts of our lives. Right. I can like I said, I can be OK with someone just not telling me if you do something. And really, and my thing is, it, it, a lot of times, we. I, I try to say, okay, well, let, what's the what's the scenario? What, what's really going on? Are y'all married? Like, if you're not married, I don't, whatever. You don't, <laughs> don't got to lie to me. You right. don't got to tell me. If you just, if you tell me, tell me the truth. I've always been that person. If you offer me information, let it be all the information. You know what I mean? But, yeah, I, I just, to be lied to and to be okay with being lied to i think that that's just like nah that's that's crazy i don't know but because again you'll accept that means that you'll accept whatever someone is telling you you know what i mean i think that it's maybe a little more productive if if someone just says you know i'd rather you just not tell me if you're not gonna tell me the truth just don't tell me i'll go with that before you know someone saying i'd rather you tell me a lie because again how long am I going to be able to tell this lie? Right. You know what I mean? I can keep something to myself for forever, but I can't throw you misinformation and think that that information will never be corrected or will yeah. never be, you know, or will not affect us in some type of way to where it would be exposed.
2: Right. Okay. Do you think that um, lying to someone to protect them is actually protecting them? Is it truly protecting them?
1: No no line, I mean to me, lying period like I don't and like I said before, I used to be that type of person I would just yeah. like I would formulate a story I would I, you know what I'm saying I could really I could really get a story going to where it sounds good, but it's yeah. it's really not a a true authentic thing, and right. I think that you know you're not protecting anyone by misleading them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're not, you're not protecting me and I'm not protecting you by giving you a, a false narrative in your world that this is the way that something is when it's Mm -hmm. not. And I know that it's completely just not, you know, because if I'm really trying and that, and that's what we were talking about earlier. Like if I'm really trying to protect you, then that means that I'm okay with someone else potentially protecting you because I can't anymore. That's still protection. I'm not going to lie to you in order to keep you to myself because that's control. But if I'm really trying to protect you, no, I'm going to be honest with you. If you aren't okay with the honesty that you're given, I'm going to protect you even more by saying, you know what? Well, then you may need to find another option other than me of someone who can give you what, because essentially that's still protecting someone. I'm I'm a doctor. So, so I think about that all the time. Like my parents at that time, the best way for them to protect me was to allow someone else to protect me and was to allow someone else to give me that guidance and to give me what they could not give me. It's not protecting me by, by holding on to me because, okay, because I love you or because, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do without, you No, it's like, okay, look, there are other forms of protection and people have to understand the only way that you can, if it's, if you're not being protected by me, the only way Mm -hmm. that you should be being protected by someone else is because I cared enough about you to allow that to happen. And when I say allow, I don't mean like permission, but like I was protecting you enough to allow the right person to protect you. If, we, if you're not right for my team, I'm not going to just shelf you or put you on the bench and try to, no, I'm going to yeah. let you go be a star somewhere else. Because at the end of the day, you're going to remember those things and you'll always be have that gratitude of like, damn, like this person didn't try to stifle my success or my progression. This person really like cared enough about me to let someone else truly care about me the way I need to be cared for.
2: A lot of the times I feel like the reason why people hold on um, or even lie to protect someone's feelings is more so for their own selfish benefits. Like mm-hmm. they don't want to let that person go. They know that that person is a good person or deserves better, but they feel like maybe if they just tell them, twist the truth a little bit, it'll prolong the existence. Right. Um, like. Uh, the cypherson said in the comments um that's not being a real friend at that point if you have to lie to them to protect them that's not protecting them at all in any case um, so what do you think people are judged for the most
1: that's a good one um delivery delivering um, performance i think that people are judged the most by their performance and they're falsely judged because i believe that they're because a lot of people associate performance with effort with desire with so many other things you know what yeah. i mean like someone can say you had a bad performance and it could be just one thing but you're judged or they're, they're going to critique every little element of that right. performance or of that delivery um i think that i think that that is the most judged thing because we are a uh we want we are a, a satisfied society so yes. you gotta in order to satisfy me you gotta perform in right. order to make me happy you have to you know even when you look at sports like it's it's all about the the efficiency and the productivity it's all about the performance if you're not performing you're not playing yeah you know so i I think that that's the yeah that's probably the biggest one is is our performance
2: yeah i um i actually like that answer i when it comes to performance i think that people have their own expectations so when you're not performing to their liking it's because they're expecting you to go above and beyond. Forget what you got going on in life. Forget the fact that you may have just came out of a dark place from suffering depression and you're trying to get back to where you were originally. Forget all of that. It's, and it goes back to the whole selfishness. You know, it's to their liking. Not so, it has nothing to do with what you actually have going on, but it's more so for them. So, um, yeah, well,
1: my, prefer, my dad, mm-hmm. my dad always used to say this, like, and I, I kind of give people this, this rule to go by. Um, think about basketball, right? Mm. The greatest players to ever play basketball, or the, the the most efficient scores to ever play basketball, only make about sixty percent of their shots. 60 percent so that is about how much effort i can expect you to really perform even when you're at your best for me the greatest shooters in the world shoot the the greatest from inside the three-point line 60 percent mm-hmm. outside the three-point line 47 percent. that's mm-hmm. low
2: when you you
1: really when you really look at that that is low Mm -hmm. that is a very very low statistic but that's great that's considered the all-time great so it's like you got to look at us and people as as like you said performers the greatest performance that you will ever see still all time may only be about 47 to 48 percent of the Perfection that you're looking for. No one is ever going to be a hundred percent, and the greatest of all time still is barely getting over. Is barely getting half of it right. You know what I mean. So I think that when we is when I give people that mindset, it's like, yo, you can't expect your hundred percent is not someone else's hundred percent but the best that's because again every player is trying to make every shot players don't just you know what i'm saying but even when i'm trying to hit every shot at best i'm gonna hit somewhere between 47 and 59 percent. so if you look at life like that you say i know that this person for themselves hopefully is trying to nail every shot and is trying (laughs) to perform right and is trying to perform their best in every situation but i'm only going to if you get at least 60 percent of it i'm going to praise you because the greatest people when you're taking and every day we take shots every single day no matter what it is and that cultivates us and and, and creates us as people and as players quote quote unquote but if the greatest is only doing 60 percent then how can i really expect someone else to give me how could i ever expect someone to give me 100 there's no sport there's no, and sports are kind of like life you know yeah. what I mean? and there is no sport out there where you know you're going to get a 100% and you look at anything in baseball if mm-hmm. you hit the ball if you hit the ball 33% of the time that's you good out of every you're amazing yeah. <laughs> you're one of the most sought after people in the league, let alone you do 39, 40%. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. so you, that that was what my dad always as far as just your expectations. You know, I think people are judged very critically by other people's expectations. And, and I think that us as a people, we have to understand like, everybody that's doing this, they're trying to put their best foot forward, but you may only get in your standard of what you feel like is good, mm-hmm. yeah, 50, 60%. And what are you going to do with that? Are you going to are you going to say that this person... Are you going to focus on the 37% that they didn't make? Or are you going to put them in the Hall of Fame and say, yo, this is one of the greatest performances I've ever had. And it still wasn't perfect. Right. Imagine if it... You know what I'm saying? That's how we, I try to look at life. Like, imagine if it were perfect. But yes. uh, at least you're doing great. And I know that you're trying to hit every shot. I just know that you're not going to.
2: So... Switching the topic to our last topic, settling down. Oh, because we all just love to settle down, right? Um, it kind of goes back to the whole transparency thing. Um, cool. so my first question, is it ever really okay to let your guard down in a relationship? And if so, when, like at what point in the relationship?
1: Um, I feel like by the time you get to a well, of course, you know all all friendships, encounters, that, all those relationships. But let, we're, let's just say, like a committed relationship, we'll mm-hmm. say a, a a partnership. I feel like by the time you get to that point, you're at that point because there were not because all the guards were let down. Right. You know what I mean, I feel like if you if you got your guard up, most of the time you're not even going to be a kind of willing to entertain that relationship part of it. At least for me you know what I mean? Like my, my guard is, is up, you know what I mean? Like, and not even because of not being scared of anything. It's like, we just playing defense. Like that's just the side of the possession that I'm on is I'm playing defense right now. I'm defending and I'm guarding what, what I have because I need, I'm, I'm assessing what you're trying to do. You know what I mean? So by the time I get to a relationship part of it, it's kind of like, okay, I've, I've already kind of broken all of these little, you know, fears and naysayers and things like that. So at this point, you know, my, the only guard that I should have is for us, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So if, if there is a, if there is a guard to let down, I wouldn't be letting it down anyways because in a relationship, you know, it's about us, but yeah, I, I just feel like, you know, in a relationship, if your guard is up, you're not ready. You know, mm-hmm. and that's okay to not be ready. Um, right. that time. If you, right. You know what I'm saying? So when is it a good time to let your guard down in a relationship? And that's when you're in the beginning. Mm-hmm. In, in the very beginning, when you first start. Because, again, like, there's no point. Why would I, you know what I mean? Like, why would I bring you on my team if I don't believe that you really can be on my team like that? And that, and and that does not mean that because you're not on someone's team yet that they don't think that you can. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people think that too. Well, okay, well that means you must not believe that I can. And in some instances, yeah, right now, no, I don't. Yeah. But overall, do I? I? I can't necessarily say. But I, you, you can like like trying on the shoe. You can be a great fit right now. When I try it on, that does not necessarily mean that I'm going to purchase you. Now what I'm what I'm not going to do, or in the terms of shopping, is, is I don't want some I don't want to be just holding someone the whole time and then get to the counter and like, nah, I don't want this. It's yeah. like, well, you probably you probably were already kind of debating before you even got to that point. You know what I mean? And I think that that's that's where the the difference is made. You know what I mean? And I think that when you are guarded in a relationship, you're really just telling that person, like, hey, I'm not ready to really, to truly be with you. I'm yeah. just not.
2: Mm. So how do men show their women that they have let their guards down? Um, Do men ever really let their guard down? Uh
1: I believe that men let their guard down. I don't... <laughs> I don't believe that men let their eyes down. Mm. You know, and, and and I used to say that all the time. I'd be like, yo, we are all beautiful people. And when you're talking about choosing a partner yeah. or a relationship like that is for men and women, you know, that is a big thing yeah. just because like you're basically saying like I'm trying to commit to this one person and I'm I'm diving all of my my energy into this person. You know, I think that men some men let their guard down. Um I <laughs> I think that a lot of men I think we open the door. I don't think that we necessarily let our guard down because I mean times are changing. But at the same <laughs> time I, I put it to you like this when if you really want to know if a man is letting his guard down then the things that for one you'll see the change but i believe the things that truly truly are like i want like deal breakers and things like uh-huh. they'll start to more communication men let their guard down by speaking men let their guard down by you know what i'm saying by action by doing being hands on being you know included and inclusive. When a man, I feel like that's yeah, when a dude has his guard down, that's when you you're probably going to feel the most included. Mm-hmm. You're probably going to feel the most like uh, a, a part of because again, like that is basically saying I'm letting you I'm letting you in. You know, men men communicate differently obviously than women in a, in a lot of ways, but I I truly believe once he's got you around more once he's like yeah just that communication and that that presentation and he starts performing which honestly when a nigga start doing what he's supposed to do (laughs) (laughs) you know i mean like that's when the guard is down because you're like oh shoot like there aren't any reservations there aren't any like hesitating factors that would make a man feel like okay i can't
2: so that's when we no longer have to ask you to do something or you know I won't say pick fights because, you know, there's no such thing as picking fights, but we no longer have to wonder if, you know, you feel some type of way because you're just going to come out and you're going to express it. You're going to tell us instead of us wondering and guessing.
1: Right. Right. It's just, it's all communication. It's, it's all just like, and yeah, that would be the biggest thing for me. I feel like if a dude is, if a dude is telling you how he feels not not based on what you want to hear, not based on what you're saying that he's saying, it's like i truth when a man is talking to you and is telling you like what is going on and and letting you know how he is operating and how he you know wants to kind of maneuver through life, that's when he's letting his guard down, yeah you know and and a lot of times you know like that's that's why I say don't what's the point of lying to somebody, you know what I mean because if I didn't lie to you. Once I do let my guard down, you're gonna think that it's a lot, so we can scratch that and and I think that as far as being vulnerable, if I'm not going to be my authentic self, then you gotta throw that out the window too so i I just feel like yeah, when a man starts talking to you and starts letting you know like his <coughs> inner on his own, you know just yeah. starts kind of blurting stuff out and just get, <laughs> you know what I mean like that's that's when you know like oh okay, he's not you know. He's he's starting to let me in. He's he's starting to kind of
2: come around. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, for sure.
2: Okay. That's so funny. And these comments, <laughs> these comments that they're making are hilarious.
1: I see it on um, off.
2: <laughs> yeah, I um I'll put them on and then I take them off. So we'll go back through them really uh, quick. So Tasha said Venus and Mars. Yeah, you know, uh, women are from Venus, men are from Mars, two different languages. And that's actually one of the conversations that I'm going to have on um, the truth sermon is just the, the language, the way that women communicate, and the way that men communicate, mm. and then the way that we need to communicate is, is completely different. So, um, but, okay, so going back to the topic of, um, you know, commitment and things like that, why do you think some women feel men are afraid of commitment?
1: In my in my own personal opinion, I ain't gonna lie. Like, <laughs> it's it's tough. It, I, I'm anything that you anything that you work at becomes easier. True. Yes. And I don't believe that. I, I think that some women are just not in agreement with what men want to commit to. I mm. believe that men men don't fear commitment. It's just, what am I trying to be committed to? What do I want to be committed to? What do I want to associate my commitment with? Some men want to be committed and are committed to having multiple women. Some men are committed to just having one. they just like, I just want my one and that's it. Some men are committed to just having nobody and just being single. You have to feel, you have to understand where his level of commitment is and what his, his values on his commitments are right. and i feel like you know because i like i said i used to say all the time like how in the hell did all these beautiful women get created like you like because i work in the club you know what i mean and even when i'm dating somebody it's just be like jesus you mean to tell me that all of y'all just came in this month and i gotta like i gotta pick one that's only that's only eight out of the other 3.5 billion, 3.7, whatever the number is, like that's only 80, y'all. And you mean to tell me I gotta commit to just one? So this you what? do yo. And and then they and then that's my thing. I, I've always and we, we can talk about this another subject, but I've always wondered why women go out in groups, right? And <laughs> a dude tries to talk to you. You have no interest in this guy at all. But if he says, okay, well, cool, you're not interested, and I try to speak to your friend or someone else that may be in your group, you get offended or you feel like it's disrespect. Like we could talk about that totally different, but I, I just want to know that too, because that's I be feeling like people be wanting people to be committed to someone that they don't even want. Right.
2: But that's just, yeah. that's a
1: different that's a different topic. But I really feel like men when it 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 can be tough. And that's why i say and i always tell people like you gotta really really find the person that's for <clears throat> honestly for you right now and you have to be understanding that yo like things change people change people the what you like 10 years ago is not what you like now i'm pretty certain right i'm pretty pretty certain so does that mean that you're still not committed to you or to that person that you like, because you might've liked light skin, but you're not going to be committed to this person because he's dark skin. No. But I think that now that I'm even saying that, I think that if men are afraid to commit to themselves because yeah. you got it. Like you got to take that into like, you have to be accountable and responsible for this person. When you single, you kind of like, uh, I don't really have to be, you know, I don't. Not saying I don't have to care, but like I, I don't have to let it affect me. I can just kind of, right. like, you know. I think that once you get to the 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 point where you like, okay, almost any and everything that I do, this person is going to be looking at me like, okay, well, what are we doing? <laughs> like, yeah. what, what, what's going on? And, and like I said, you just have to know. I think finding out what a man is committed to will help you find out in what direction or where you can fit in. Like I said, some men are committed to women. Some men are committed to their careers. Some men yeah. are committed to just doing their own thing. You know what I mean? So it really just depends knowing your personnel. So when do
2: you have that? When do you have that conversation? Because it's almost like you can't ask someone um, or reference anything to commitment at the beginning when getting to know someone because it's too early. But at the same time. If you don't have that conversation, then how do you know you're on the same path with that person later on down the road? So it's like when is it best to have that type of that type of talk?
1: I would say from the jump. You know what I mean? Like I from the jump, at least for me. Like I'm I'm not always the best at it, but I try my best, at least recently, when I say, you know, I want to be single, like I committed myself to being single and it was tough because it it still is because there are certain things that I know that I'm trying to accomplish, not because, oh, I can't do it with a partner. But it's like I made that commitment to myself, so I have to stick with it. And I think that, you know, when it comes down to committing and, and, and knowing really what you want, I think that a lot of people are afraid to be upfront about that from the jump. I, I genuinely try to tell women, like, yo, I'm, I'm not trying to be in no relationship. Like, I need right. another year or two. Like, I'm. it just is what it is. I'm committed to me. And the thing about it is a lot of times people get mad at what you tell them that you're committed to but want you for what you're committed to. You right. know what I mean? Like, I want to be an entertainer. I want to be a, a, a star. I want to be a public figure women are drawn to that. But then Mm -hmm. when I tell them, like, I ain't trying to be with you because I'm focused on this. Now it's like, well, that's not fair. And it's like, well, if what you, if where you see me trying to be or where I'm going, because as a woman, you visualize it in your head. I know because as men, we do it too. But wherever you visualize me, that's not where I am right now. Right. So the man that I am now, that has you interested in who I am becoming is committed to what I'm committed to. So you have to kind of understand that. And that's why I say from the jump, you should let a person know, like, I'm I'm committed to finding a partner or I'm committed to just get my rocks off or I'm committed to not talking to nobody and just having friends. That's something that should be done in the beginning,
0: okay. you know,
1: because waiting it's almost like, you know what I'm saying? Like people try to do this whole like, I'ma figure it out and we'll see how it goes, go with the flow. <gasps> no, nah, I ain't finna figure nothing no. like, out. Go I'm with the tell flow. You, you know what <laughs> I mean? I, I really, I really believe that. And this should be one of the first conversations that you have. And I think that it should be an open and honest conversation. I I've missed out as far as and I'll just be one hundred. Relationship-wise, sexual-wise, it's a, it's a lot of women that I ain't had a chance to sleep with because I just was honest and said, "Oh, I'm not trying to be with you. I'm <laughs> not trying to be in a relationship. So if we just got to be friends, then we can just be friends. It is what it is. I don't have to, I don't have to engage with you on that on the level that I'm accepting of engaging with you if you're not cool with that. But that I'm not going lead somebody on and be telling them like, yo, I'm, I'm looking for one person. I'm trying to, you know, settle this down and do it. No. For what? Just to hurt you later. No, I'm going to tell you, you know what I'm saying? But again, I, but I've gained a lot of true friends just from saying like, yo, this is exactly where I am in my life. I need you to, and, and I need for women and men to actually listen to the person when they're telling you this. Like a lot of times we hear what we want to hear and yes. we don't hear what we don't want to hear. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like when the person is genuinely sitting you down and saying, look, this is what I, this is what I'm accustomed to. This is what I want. This is what I expect. How do you feel about it? Give me your, and give your honest, you know what I'm saying? Cause a lot of, a lot of women be like, yeah, I'm cool with that. And it's like, no, you're not. If you're not cool with it, then don't say that you're cool with it. If that's not what you see for yourself, then don't agree to the terms. You know what I mean? And then think, like, because I've had a lot of, Mm. like, oh, you know, I just thought maybe things would change. Ain't nothing going to change until I tell you it's going to change. Yeah. It's just not. Because until I speak that, like you say, speak it into existence. Until I speak that change and until I, you know, speak that reciprocated energy. Until you're there. you're never going to get it. So why would you expect it? You know what I mean?
2: Some people... No, I'm not going to say some people. People need to first learn how to be alone. If you don't know how to be alone, if you don't know how to practice being single, like you're doing, then you're going to always look for someone to fill a void. And With that, you're going to be like this all the time. You're not going to hear what the person is saying right. because you're just depending on them to be there, right. so they can tell you, "I don't love you, I'm not in love with you, I'll never love you." And what they'll hear is, "Oh, he's I just not right ready now. right now. Exactly. Not right it's now. Like, he no, don't no, love no, me no, right now."
1: If I if 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 it wasn't right now, then I would say right now. I would say right now. Of course it's not right now cuz I just told you that I don't. But I don't does not mean that I may later. That means that I I I just don't. So you have to meet people where they're where they're, meeting where you. they're at. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And it's just like for me like I I enjoy being honest because that lets me know truly how you are. Yeah. Because I I don't I don't like the loose ends of Okay. And that's another thing too. Like just because you're doing, for instance, just because you're on the practice squad don't mean that you're on the team. Just, so if you decide to still come to practice, yes, though, you know, you're not playing on Sundays, that is your choice. Yeah. And a lot of people really believe that like, Oh, because we do certain things or because certain things are going on, that that means that like, you're entitled to do this for me or do that for me. And it's like, nah, you, that's why I tell everybody, men and women, because men, we done got sucked into some stuff like that too. Look, when a person (laughs) is telling you what they want and what they expect, believe them until they tell you something different.
2: Okay, so wait a minute now, because I'm going, I got to put my foot down. I, I got to put my foot down because sometimes guys will sit here and be like, I don't want a relationship. Um, I'm not ready for a relationship and then turn around and do relationship shit with
1: you. What's wrong with That's
2: that?
1: Some... And, I, and then I say it just like this. Just because I say that I don't want to go to the NBA don't mean that I don't want to go play red league ball and hoop. <laughs> and I'm just being real because again, right. you can't... Yeah, we doing relationship stuff but everything is relationship stuff. The shit that we do as individuals it, the only and the only thing we talk about relationship stuff, real talk, is just sex. When really yeah. that's the that's the least of the relationship shit. Relationship shit to me is we building businesses together. We going to try to buy houses together. You know we you know we're going to to different conventions and things. That that's relate. Really, sex isn't relationship stuff to me. And that's no, a,
2: sex is not relationship stuff.
1: You know, but what I'm saying? but a lot of times you, it's gauged on that though.
2: Yeah, yeah. But if someone sits here and they start just their actions, because sometimes you can't go based off words. You got to go based on actions. They start doing relationship stuff with you. And when I say relationship stuff, I'm talking about bringing you around their their kids, bringing you around their family.
1: You don't bring Um, your friends around your kids? Your friends don't know your family?
2: Well, hold on now. Wait, it ain't about this ain't about me
1: no 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 no, my friends yeah my close friends
2: yeah and but not somebody that i'm just like trying to figure out where we're going with things no they don't know
1: so then who's so then whose real concern is that is that theirs or yours because again if if that's something that you decide not to do for your friends or just for males that you know then you can't be mad at you decided to like just because I decided to do something different doesn't mean that somebody gets to be put in a different category, though, because if you brought all of your male friends around your family and around your kids and they were your friends, then you wouldn't differentiate it and say, oh, well, because I'm doing this, this is relationship stuff. No, it's not. That's something that you decided to do. I bring my I, I don't care if, if I'm smashing you, if I'm dating you, if we just cool, nothing. All my friends meet all my friends because I don't want somebody to feel like, oh, you're you're doing something different and, and, and extra outside of the regular norm. Mm-hmm. Because still, like when you say like relationship stuff, it's like, all right. So if I do these, th- if I do these things, and again, can you really say that it's relationship stuff? If you're not having sex with them, I always feel like when people say we're doing stuff that people in relationships do, it's because you're having sex with
2: them. Right, and when you bring when you bring sex into it, that definitely complicates. I'll say it can complicate things if you are not clear on the direction that the both of you are going. But why is it um,
1: determined on sex though? Why does sex have anything to do with that?
2: Because sex then introduces the
1: emotions. Okay, but emotions were there before sex was introduced. That's how you got the sex. You didn't have emotion, no emotion, and then you had sex. Then you just got emotions.
2: Well, I'm not speaking on my behalf. No, no, I'm just general. Yeah, as, as people, you know. Yeah, because no.
1: Women, I, men too. Don't get me wrong. Like I just, I feel like that just has such a because yes, it is an emotional time. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and say that it does not allow us to feel uh comfortable with changing our energy or with changing our expectations because you've given yourself to someone and they've given themselves to you but i genuinely ask people like do you really feel that it's you're doing relationship stuff or is it that you are doing it with someone that you want a relationship with and that's what you're correlating it on, because again you I know people right now who do the same exact things with a homeboy other than sex mm-hmm. that they have done with people that they have dated, maybe not simultaneously like while you're dating someone, but like I know home girls who have genuine friend homeboys they cook together, they kick it, they go out, you know what I'm saying they the only thing they're not doing. It's smashing. But you Mm -hmm. wouldn't hear them being like, oh, like I feel like you need to, you know, step this up or step that up because we're doing what people in relationships do. No. The only time somebody brings that up is when it had and that's why I tell people, hold out on some sex. Mm -hmm. Sex is sex is way too important because it holds way too much unnecessary weight. Yeah. It should sex is the the easiest of the things. It is not the most complicated. It's it's too easy. It's way sex will too. Get your
2: tires slashed, your windows broken. Just the
1: sex. You have just, it with just the, the you have it with the
2: wrong person. Yes, those soul yeah. ties.
1: And that's why I say, you know, I, I don't, I don't really believe, I don't really entertain too much when people be like, oh, well, we're doing what people in relationships do. No, mm-hmm. we, but we, no, we did what individuals do with other people. That's just it. When you're talking about a relationship, if I'm doing things with you that relate, then that means that I should be doing things that no one else Mm -hmm. should be, should be able to do or should have experienced. You know what I'm saying? And that's like, if, if you're that type of woman to where you only have sex in a relationship or you only do certain things in a relationship, in a relationship only. And then you step outside of that. Still, of course, we are gonna say that that's a per. That's your fault for taking that step. But that's the only time I can really say that somebody can say that is like if that's the standard of the the, the topic. But don't right. say that we're doing relationship stuff when it's like you you can do that with your with with your folks. You know what I mean? Right. Um. Okay. Well,
2: moving on. That was really really good. That was a deep deep one right there. Um. What are your thoughts on marriage?
1: I think like,
2: marriage
1: is marriage for you? I've been married before. Okay. Um, it, it, it didn't, it wasn't toxic. It just didn't, it didn't work out. Right. I believe that um, marriage, marriage is just like anything else. Like, m- marriage to me is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Because it's like the only quote-unquote contract that people say you just can't break. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, okay, so how is it that all these other things that you know like they say god says that you can break from everything else from bad habits from bad people from bad mm-hmm. situations from anything but marriage and i don't believe that i i for me i feel like marriage is still a a deeper bonded contracted relationship but mm-hmm. every contract can be breached it can be broken. It can be altered. It can be changed. Like, all of that. It can, And it can be destroyed. Mm-hmm. I feel like with marriage, marriage is one of those things where you find two people who are truly committed to themselves being with that other person. Right. And they say, okay, you know what? I'm not content. I'm truly and insatiably satisfied. Like mm-hmm. I genuinely do not want or desire anything else. And that takes, you know, time. Right. That takes someone genuinely knowing themselves. I believe that marriage, because yeah. we talked about that earlier this morning, how they were like, you know, you don't see a lot people getting married and marriages lasting as long as ever. And I said, yeah, because honestly, marriages back then weren't exposed to the the societal influence it was based on it was based on where you live who was teaching you in your immediate circles and kind of what you saw around you and then i said you know marriage nowadays women don't women are evolving and changing Mm -hmm. and social media and technology and things are showing people like i don't have to settle for yeah. this marriage i don't have to i don't have to view myself as this high school girl in the 70s and the 60s who i can't really get a job so i gotta find a man with a job and then he can take care of me i'm gonna be at home i'm gonna take care of the kids and we're gonna sit because i said, yo it's way too many people that i know who complain about the marriage rate and marriage is not working and things like that but stuck in a marriage for 30 40 years and you weren't happy.
2: Right, Didn't yeah. get
1: none, of, didn't get none of your goals accomplished, didn't do anything you wanted for yourself, don't do nothing that you like, but oh, but I I stayed married. I stayed down. It's like that's stupid. Yeah. That is retur- no one no one else and no there is no other binding contract that I know of besides marriage that says once you do this, you got to be stuck with it for life or it's a a sin. No. Nowadays, marriage is different because women are saying, look, I don't I don't need you for anything other than what I want to need you for. And I don't have to conform to feeling like I'm inadequate because now I've been exposed. Marriage was I feel like a a a, a, a what do you call it, a, a keepsake for people who you you you're you have a selfish mindset because again the structure of marriage was originally from what the way it was you know delivered to me of you go you go get a good job you find a woman y'all have kids live happily ever after but now it's for real for real like women not going for that women ain't going for that at all they like why i gotta why i gotta sit here and be up be up under somebody why do i have to conform to this and i think that marriage now is more of a choice it's more of a choice and not a, a A a ceiling of expectation. I think a lot of times in the in the old days, people like that was what it was expected for you to do. It was it was deemed a a, a royal badge for you to say, "Oh, I got married," and no, it just it just is not like that anymore. And I just feel like marriage now, it's more of you know you got to come with it. You got to really come with. You got to bring. A lot to the table, and you gotta bring a lot to the table that can be publicized or you gotta show proof now you feel me a lot mm-hmm. of times back then you didn't really have to, but yeah that that's my biggest thing. I see way too many people of like you had you you got married, but your marriage was so un- your life was so unfulfilled in that marriage
2: okay, all right, any words of advice that you would like to give to men to women to anyone that's watching or that will watch later on living your truth
1: um it's tough it is it, it's, it's tough i I would say um make it a habit force yourself to <laughs> you know what I'm saying, force yourself to become the person that you're most hesitant to be. Um, I think that for myself, like, I, like I've always said, you know, I wasn't always a straightforward, you know, quote unquote, transparent person all the way because I just, I was afraid of what I'm going to miss out on. And it's like, but right. you got to say, okay, that's none of your control or your concern. What are you going to gain? What are you going to get out of it? You know, as far as people going for their dreams, like I've been doing this for 10 years, like before it was popular, before there was Instagram, before there was, you know, social media and going viral and stuff like people. The only person that was viral when I first started modeling and acting and stuff was Soldier Boy, that's it. And we, did, and, and we was clowning him about it. You know what I mean? Right. So continue to just to grow within yourself, continue to stick with it, continue to reach out to other people. You know what I mean? I I would say in, in being your true self, be okay with the raw feedback. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like get raw, I, ask your friends or just listen and observe to people, to people. They'll let you know how they feel about you, you know, and um, just take your time. Take your time. Like, I I know life is short, but it's beautiful. And the the time that you put into it and the energy that you put into it is crucial. So take your time. Don't be be feeling like you have to conform to anybody else's time limit or anyone else's time clock. Um, And then lastly, I mean, I say lastly, even though it's a first thing, you know, continue to just... Keep keep your faith in your higher power, in in God, Allah, who, who Messiah, Jehovah, whoever you yeah. know the air, the wind, the moon, the stars, whomever or whatever it is that you're putting your energy into that is higher and greater than yourself. Be f- yeah, first and foremost, be authentic and transparent with them. Talk. I don't really like. I pray, but like, I mm-hmm. talk. And I'd be like, like, let's, let's have a conversation, you know what I'm saying? Because really you're having a conversation with yourself. You are in a sense, your own higher power. You just have to elevate yourself to that power and allow that energy, you know, to be brought to you. But yeah, so be authentic, um, be straightforward, be upfront and be patient, you know, and those things will, and, and be aware, be aware. When you ask for those things, just know that the hints come in little waves and and just know that, hey, the way that you want to be guided, you may not always know the in-between steps, but Mm -hmm. you will be given that sense of direction if you ask for it. I truly believe that.
2: Great job. So let everyone know, how can they reach out to you? Um, I have your Instagram floating below, but if you have any other ways of people reaching out to you, supporting what you got going on, please, this is your moment to let them know.
1: I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, the main uh, source of social media that I use is Instagram. You can follow me at Keller Marcus. It is tagged on the bottom of the screen. Uh, I'm on Facebook, Keller Marcus. I got a couple profiles there, but Instagram is probably the, the main place that you can find me. Uh, be on the lookout coming soon. Aftermath film uh, and Quarantine Bay. Uh, Aftermath is created <laughs> and directed by Nina Stacks. Quarantine Bay is by Ms. Boone and um, Just Us ENT and uh, collaboration. So just, um, you know, look out for those things. We got some some great things coming up in the future. And like I said, like, it's it's okay to be upfront and to be honest and to be real. And it's okay for you to miss out on some stuff. You're not going to be able to get it all. You know what I mean? But just know that whatever it is that you're looking for, it may not be how you've truly cultivated it in your mind. But trust me, if it's not them, it'll be someone else. It, mm-hmm. it, it's it's plenty of options. And I mean that for anything, you know, relationships, business, uh spirituality, everything. Whatever it is that you're looking for, you may not always get it the first time. But continue to give yourself every time, and that it'll come to you, for sure.
2: Yes. Well, thank you again, Kellen, for stopping through tonight. I no, always appreciate you. appreciate you being on. Um, we definitely got a schedule to have you on the radio show again. Um, thank you again. I, I really appreciate you. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap the show up. Right. So So um, everyone who tuned in tonight, Big kisses. Thank you guys so very much. I really appreciate the comments. Tasha, Akilah, sure. um, uh everyone, everyone, Jaquan, Bryant, everyone, thank you guys for tuning in tonight. Um, tonight was special. Tonight was awesome. And guess what? November the 21st is going to be the next one. So please make sure you guys go to simplybreed.com floating down below and sign up for email um, notifications. That way you guys will receive the email, letting you know of any upcoming events, any shows, any giveaways, things like that. Please make sure you follow the network's Instagram. It's at he said what radio. You can find me on Instagram. Um, right there is my handle simplybreed.com. If you just Google Simply Radio, you'll find that all over. Um, Google, um, he said, what, radio, you'll find that all over as well. Um, Make sure Monday, as I stated earlier, Monday nights, every Monday, 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Tune in at www.simplybraid.com, where you can hear myself as the co-host, as well as our host, RG and One Mike. They're doing an amazing job. We're talking about sports. We're talking about the stats, what happened the week prior and the weekend, upcoming games. We're even throwing in baseball. So if you guys are into baseball, we're throwing in baseball as well. Then we have on Tuesdays, we have Heat Sale radio show with myself as well as my specially invited guests. We're going to tackle questions and different topics that women want to know from a male's perspective, and we want you to be raw and unfiltered. So that's every Tuesday from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and then Wednesdays we have the Truth Serum. If you are a male or a female, then you know that sometimes the way that we communicate, we're not on the same page. There's usually a yeah, so we are bridging that gap together with myself, Simply breathe as well as my co-host Tasha, every Wednesday from eight until nine thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That can be checked out, as well as all of the other shows on www.simply. Brie.com. I appreciate you guys tonight. Thank you so much once again. Tune in next month, November the 21st for another interview. We will have, um, I'm going to try to get three people on. Um, So until then, you know, tune in tomorrow, not tomorrow, tune in Monday. Um, But you guys have a safe and wonderful evening. Bye. Now, if I can end this thing, right?